Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones and this is episode 124 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. This week I'm going to give you 12 portrait photography tips. So I won't waste any time, I'm just going to get straight on with it. Number one, preparation. If you're going to be shooting a session at a new location, make sure you check it out before you shoot. I've done this before with churches, doing weddings and certain parks that are out of town. Just put a little bit of effort in. Either visit it a day or two before the session or turn up an hour or two early on the day of the shoot because you need to walk around and find the best spots. If you're there the day before the shoot, try to be there at the same time of day that the shoot's going to be taking place so the light is similar. Even if you're going to be using a rented studio, ask to go in and check out the lights. You don't want to be flapping around trying to figure out how a piece of equipment works in front of the customer. Or standing there for five minutes thinking which is the best tree to stick these people under. Go the day before or a little bit early and get all this out of the way. Number two, focusing. When shooting any portrait, you need to focus on one of the subject's eyes. Generally, you focus on the eye that's nearest to you. If they're staring straight at you, either eye, it really doesn't matter that much. I see lots of photos where the nose is in focus and the eyes are a tiny bit soft. And I've seen this more in dog portraits where the nose is a lot further away and it's really in focus and the eyes are blurry. So concentrate on focusing on an eye. It'll make a massive difference to your work if you haven't been doing it already. Number three, shooting mode. Now, there are two modes you should be using for portraits and they are manual mode or aperture priority. If you feel confident using manual mode, then fine, just keep doing it. But if you're just starting out with manual and you're finding it a bit tough, give aperture priority a try. This is because you need to control the aperture setting. This is your first consideration when setting up your camera. Aperture priority allows you to set the aperture and the ISO. The camera sets the shutter speed for you. It balances the uh, light meter for you. If the shutter speed is too low, all you've got to do is turn up the ISO. The higher the ISO number, the faster your shutter speed will be. So why is it important to control the aperture, I hear you say? Well, the aperture setting can be used to control the depth of field in a portrait or any image. Low aperture numbers like f1.8, 1.4 or f2.8 will give you a shallow depth of field. This is an effect that gives the portrait a blurry out of focus background. So you need to control the aperture. Okay, next. Number four, mood board. M-O-O-D, mood, as in moody. A mood board is a collection of photos that you've picked out so you can try and replicate them at a later date. So let's say your next session is a portrait session with a family of four in October. So you're going to search for photos online that are of a family of four in fall or autumn settings. The best place for this, absolute best place, is Pinterest, and it is still free. So you pin or save, I think it is now, all of the photos that you do a search for, all the ones that you like that you want to replicate and copy, you save to your account. Now, some people do show the customers this, but I don't think that's a good idea. Maybe if they were your images, yes, but in this case, just use Pinterest to get other people's ideas, put it all together, and it's basically, they call it a mood board. It could call it anything you want, really, but knowing what you want to create before you shoot 
is very powerful. During the session, instead of trying to figure out everything as you go, you'll have direction and purpose, and that is what you want, and it'll impress your your customers as well. So try a mood board. Try and get on Pinterest and search for what you want to shoot. Number five, lighting. If you're using on-camera flash or shooting in a studio, you need to avoid flat lighting. Flat lighting is where you have a flash on your camera and point it straight at the subject. The light hits the face and lights each side evenly, causing a flat and uninteresting result. You need to bounce the light off a wall or ceiling so that the light hits the subject's face from different angles. Now the same is going to happen in a studio if your key light, your main light, is set directly in front of the subject. Now sometimes photographers do this for a certain look, but in most cases for a portrait you want your key light or main light not directly in front. You need to move the light to the side to create shadows on the face and give it depth. Okay, next, number six is kids. If you're going to be taking young kids' portraits, you need to turn up to the session armed with treats. And if you can make them laugh at the session and have fun during the shoot, you will make your life a lot easier. So take some chocolate bars with you and only show them to the kids if they're causing trouble. If they're playing up a little bit, show them the chocolate bars. You'll get these if you're good because most children are going to settle down and know that there's a chocolate bar waiting for them at the end of the shoot. Now, the reason I say only show them the chocolate bars if they're being naughty is that if they're well behaved from the beginning, you get to keep the treats. So it's a win-win situation, really. I like that. Next is number seven, longer lens. Now, the 50mm 1.8 lens is a great starting point for portraits. And the 85mm 1.8 or 1.4 lens is known as a great portrait lens. But consider using a 70-200 lens. The longer 200mm focal length compresses the image more than all the other lenses. And it isolates the subject beautifully. This allows you to stand further away from your subject which will make everything easier, especially if you're shooting kids. And the beauty with a 200 is you can really fill the frame. You can get right up someone's nose. It's very nice. So the 70-200 is a great portrait lens, so consider using it. Number eight, composition. Keep your compositions as simple as possible and use the rule of thirds. Put the points of interest on the intersections of the lines Doing this will place your subject on one side of the frame a little bit more than the other. So they're not going to be stuck right in the middle. They'll be off slightly to one side. Now, if your subject is looking away from the camera, say if they're looking slightly to the right, make sure they are looking into the side of the frame that is empty. Now, another thing with composition, if you need ideas for posing subjects, which is all part of your composition, Use a mood board and Pinterest, like I told you before. It's so simple. You pull out 10 poses, your 10 favorite poses. You'll go to most sessions fully armed with poses, compositions, everything. So remember the mood board and Pinterest especially. Number nine, pets. With dogs, you're going to need dog treats to get their attention. And if you let them see the treat being put on your lens then they will constantly stare at the lens. You have their attention. Now, you need something 
some kind of treat that's flat, nothing round that's going to roll off. So, and you've got to be pretty steady. So this is where you might need an assistant. I've done it myself, actually, with, um, you use um, dried liver and it comes in little flat pieces and you snap it off. And I give them a little piece and I get show them another piece, put it on top of the lens and then try not to tip my camera too much and keep my <laughs> keep the camera and lens nice and steady. And they just stare at you. Now, if the dog is very well trained and looks at the lens without the use of treats, don't eat the treats yourself. Save them for the next doggy session. Trust me, they don't taste very good. Now, another tip for dogs or any animal, always get down to the same level or lower. This will make a huge difference in your dog portraits, horse portraits, cat portraits, whatever animal it is. But with most animals, try and keep low or at least level with them. Number 10, control your attitude. Now, there's a thing I heard about that is called the Batari box. And this is a kind of rule and it says that your attitude affects your behavior and that affects your subject's attitude and their behavior. So your attitude during a photo session is crucial. If you are happy and positive about the shoot, it will come out that way in your photographs because your attitude and behavior is picked up by your subject. So don't turn up for a photo session angry about the world because it's going to show up in your photos. You need to get yourself in a good frame of mind and change your attitude. Be grateful for the person allowing you to take their picture. And just from there, your behavior will change. They'll pick up on it and they'll be smiling even more in their images. So let's have a look at number 11 now. And that is connection. Now, it's really important to make a connection with your customers. Talk to them and listen to what they're saying. Don't just turn up, tell them where to stand, take the photos and go home. Find out what they do for a living, ask about the family, get to know them. Tell them something about you even. You'll be amazed what you find out about them and it'll change the way you and your subject work together. Number 12. Now, I got this from watching a Peter Hurley YouTube video quite a long time ago and he calls it the squinch. Now, he gets his subjects to smile and then asks them to squint their eyes a little. When some people smile at the camera, they have that deer in the headlights look and the squinch or squint makes the smile look more natural. Try it yourself. Look in the mirror and squint your eyes just a little. Now, some people do this with their eyes every time that they smile and they, not, they just don't have a problem with it. But this is for people that need just that little extra help. So get them to do this squinch. Try it, like I said, try it yourself. It really works. And it's a really good thing to do for your portraits. Okay, those are my 12 portrait tips for this week. If you need any help with anything, you can find me in the Facebook group or you can use Facebook Messenger to get in touch with me. I just want to say that the quality of the images being posted in the Facebook group at the moment are amazing. And thanks to all the members that are making it a success. Right, I'll be back next week with a shopping bag full of waffle. Talk to you soon. Bye.